Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are gonna leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It's Kelly O'Neill, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Profitology Podcast. Today, I am so thrilled to have such an amazing guest here all the way from England that I met in one of my mastermind groups, and I'm about to introduce her. But before I do, I just wanted to give you all a big shout out. Thank you for all of you who are reviewing the podcast. You're sending me notes on social media, letting me know how much value you're getting out of it, and you're joining our Profitpreneur Circle. I'm thrilled thrilled that you guys are enjoying it so much. If you are an entrepreneur who is looking to create more high ticket sales in your business, you are not going to want to miss this upcoming episode. So stay tuned because here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I am thrilled to have with me here a new friend of mine and someone who's becoming a very good friend of mine fast, Jessica Lorimer. I met Jessica through a mastermind that I am in with a bunch of high-level thought-leading women, and I'm so thrilled to have her here, especially because she's talking about one of the most important pieces of business that unfortunately a lot of people like to avoid, and that is sales. Jessica believes that wealthy women are going to change the world, and it's her mission to lead a movement for female business owners who are ready to make a huge impact and generate a huge income for their bank account. She launched her business, Smart Leader Cell, in 2014 and skyrocketed it to a multi-six-figure coaching and consultancy business in less than three years. She was placed to share her expertise after a corporate career as one of the industry's highest performing salespeople with a stock of company awards to show for her success. And now she teaches her simple three-step sales system to entrepreneurs who want to learn to sell as individuals with integrity, and it helps them rapidly skyrocket their sales success and profit margins. So Jessica, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. I've been listening. I've been binging already. And and how have you found it? Have you liked it? The episode with Mad Trust, amazing. And a little little soft spot for the episode with Ali Brown as well. I uh, loved that piece around um, becoming iconic and understanding your worth. So it was, it was good. You've been keeping me company in the gym. Oh, fantastic. I love that. I love to hear that. Well, I am so thrilled to have you on. You know, it was interesting. I'm going to start this off. Not that I think that anyone that's listening to this podcast necessarily has this issue, but I was just perusing a Facebook group, which I've been warned not to do. It just grinds my gears. And I saw a post from a woman said, 
I really want to start my own business. Is there any type of business that I can start where I don't have to sell anything? And I oh almost fell off the fucking planet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I almost fell off the planet. I'm like, hey, no, no, there's no business that you can start that you don't have to sell something. I so, just love that. Like, that, I like, that to me, it says it all. <laughs> I, I'm like, Come on now. So talk to us about this. Like how often do you encounter entrepreneurs that are really resistant to selling? And what do you think is going on there? All the time. And I think it's so interesting and it's so frustrating actually, because it's mainly women who do this. Men have zero problem with talking about money, with asking for the sale. Like they're not bothered. The women that I come across get confused between I want to help people and helping should be free. And, and in my mind, it's such a disservice. If you want to help people, if you want to impact more people, if you want to create a business that's genuinely going to change the lives of other people, then it's doing them a disservice if you don't charge for that. For two reasons. You know, one, because obviously if you go bust, if you go bankrupt, who's going to help them then? Nobody, right? Or somebody who's not qualified to help them. But the second thing is, if they don't invest, they don't implement. It's so often that we see people, like say they're hanging around in free Facebook groups and they're trying to build their businesses or they're trying to learn about marketing. And because they're not invested in their own success financially, they don't commit to the solution. It doesn't matter about the size of the investment, but the fact that they're not invested means they don't use your advice. They don't implement it anyway. And then what's the problem? You know, are you really helping people if you are letting them buy into their own bullshit around why they're not doing the work required to get the results that they want? So is so usual for people to feel like they don't want to sell but generally it comes from this place of either they want to help people and they feel like helping people means they have to do it for free or it comes from having had a really bad sales experience in the past right we've all been there we've been to the real estate agent or we've been to the car dealership where we've had that really pushy sleazy sales experience that makes us feel like we never want to be that person. We want to scrub ourselves down with salt and, you know, avoid that forever. But sales experiences don't have to be like that. And if we look at, you know, great companies out there like Tiffany, like luxury fashion brands, and we look at the experience we get there, where actually we love to buy, we feel really great about it. We feel comfortable in the environment. We feel like we're not just a number, but that somebody cares about our experience. If we look at those sales experiences and we start to emulate those in our own business, then it becomes much easier to want to sell and to actually do it well in the first place. You know, that is such a brilliant, brilliant point that you just made. I have been in business for 18 years and I have listened to a lot of people teach and train around selling. And personally, I'm super good with it because I agree with everything that you just said. And frankly, I wouldn't be where I am in business today if I, I mean, look, I, I'm coin operated. If someone stops putting the coins in, I stop providing. You know, I also believe too that as business owners, we only have a certain amount of energy and I am so committed to our, my clients that it is essential for me. I want to give a hundred percent of my energy to people that are a hundred percent committed to their businesses and creating impact in the world, right? I'm not giving my energy to people that are tire kicking. Like that's not where my energy is going because it's a waste of my, of my energy, you know? And I've, I learned that a long time ago because I am by nature a big helper as well. But I agree with you. You cannot help people if you're broke and commitment shows up in two places. It shows up in your calendar and it shows up in your bank account. And mm -hmm. if it is not in your calendar and it's not in your bank account, you're interested, not committed. We will just drop the mic here. Like that's it. Done. Like <laughs> 
this is sales 101 but it is and it's so important you know I, I feel it's one of the things that I feel really passionate about and I, I think I feel passionate about it one because I, I think we should all get paid I, I firmly believe that if you have a skill a genuine skill a genuine talent that you can market then you should be charging for that you deserve to be paid but also I'm really frustrated as a woman that we are raised to be growing up and saying oh you have to nurture other people you have to help other people you have to think about other people first we're not told go out there and say yes I will help you if you want to help yourself and that's why women have this problem with sales because we're so naturally you know inclined to be helping other people even if that person doesn't necessarily want that help or hasn't committed to getting it like you say in the calendar or in terms of cash yep that's where it shows up I hope that all of you are listening to this and if any of you are having trouble with sales I'm assuming that's something you help people get over correct Yes. <laughs> let me just, let me, let me bottom line this for you. I'm going to say something to you that, because I'm a little truth bomber. If you are not willing to embrace sales, get out of business because it is absolutely a core piece of your being able to serve the world in the most powerful way through your work. So Jessica can help you with that. But for those of you who are like, yes, I'm on it. I love sales. Or you're even sitting here listening, thinking, Okay. Okay. I'm hearing what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm willing to embrace this. You know, you talk about your simple three steps. So let's talk about this three-step sales system. Tell, tell us a little bit about what that is. So selling is simple. And I, I say this to everybody. I'm like, look, <laughs> it sounds really awful, but the stupidest people in the world make great salespeople because they don't overthink it. Sales inherently as a process is not difficult. You go to somebody, you find out what their problem is and you offer them a solution. That's it. End of story. And so in order to sell, all you need is eyeballs on that offer and you need to be able to sell it effectively, right? That's it. Game over. So when we talk about having a, a simple three-step sales system, it's literally that. Your first step is, okay, who do I have? Do I need to grow my audience or can I use my existing audience? And here you go, sneak peek. You can always use your existing audience, your warmest audience, the people who already follow you, the people who've already bought from you, the people who you can get as referrals from friends or colleagues. Those people are your warmest audience right now and they're way more receptive to buying from you than anybody else anybody else because they already have bought into you they already trust you or maybe they've already bought from you in the first place so the second step to that is okay now that we have our people that we want to sell to we have to identify their problem market research basic basic it's not sexy <laughs> which is why people don't do it and it's why when people do it they do it badly generally you know you know what i find in in even you know since i work on the opposite side of you i work on setting up the offer setting up the brand positioning setting up that conversation with the messaging and i cannot tell you how many people confuse with well this is what i want to do with <laughs> and i was like it doesn't matter like that's not no you're doing it the wrong way. we have to start with what what the problem is that you're going to solve and in fact that's actually a core piece i'll give you guys a little nugget that is a core piece of what i ask in people's annual planning, what is the problem worth solving that you solve? And that's such a good piece because the thing is, if I, if I don't have a cat, I'm not going to buy cat food. It doesn't matter how great the packaging is. It doesn't matter how many times you show it to me on the TV and it doesn't matter what all the benefits are. I don't have a cat. 
so I'm not going to buy it. And this is the problem that most people in business have is that they're trying to sell a solution that nobody wants to buy. And so you have to go out there, you have to do your market research. And that doesn't mean, you know, endless surveys broken down into three part systems or whatever. That just means going out there, putting out a Facebook post and saying, Hey, if you're this kind of person, what are you stuck with right now? Or what's your key focus for the next 90 days? What do you really want to work on or achieve? That's it. And you don't have to have hundreds of responses. If you get 10, you look at the majority and you say, okay, great. The majority of people, they want that. It's super simple. So I saw you have a Facebook group too. Yeah. It's so easy now. You guys, they have Facebook polls. You literally yeah. ask them, the what is the number one thing that you're struggling with right now? And then they just answer. But that's the thing. And even if you don't have a Facebook group, right, you don't even have to have one. You can literally just talk to people. This is the funny thing about today's world is that technology has moved us so far. We've become so connected that we forget to just talk to people. Like pick up the phone, ask a friend, ask somebody that you know who is in your ideal client market and just say, hey, what's the biggest struggle you've got right now? What are you trying to focus on? And they'll tell you because people love talking about themselves. They love talking about what they want to achieve and their goals and their focuses. So don't be afraid to do market research and to do it really well. And then once you've actually got that problem and you've identified what it is that they're going to pay you to solve, that's when you start making the offer and you start selling. And I think the key thing around this point, you know, it sounds very basic, but is to sell transparently. So many people feel awkward about selling because they're trying to cover up the fact that they're selling something. They're sat there and they're thinking, how can I word this in a way that doesn't feel salesy? How can I avoid using the word buy this in the sentence? But actually, if you are super passionate about something, you know, if you're super passionate about a hobby that you have, you're going out there and you're talking about it and you're telling everybody that they should also go to the gym or they should also do CrossFit or be vegan or whatever the, the kind of buzz thing is at the moment. It's the same with your own product or service. If you have a life-changing or world-changing product or service, you should be the first person backing it and telling everybody how amazing it is and how they can get access to it. And it's about doing that in a way that feels good for you. It's about doing it in a way that's aligned with your personality, but it's about being transparent that you want people to buy. Because if you don't give them a clear call to action, they're not going to do anything. They're not mind readers. You have to tell them, what you want them to do and what you expect. All right, so they've got their three-step sales process. And it seems so easy that I can tell you, and you know that, that this will happen, that, that people naturally will try to make it harder, mm -hmm. right? So let's just say that selling is something that you've avoided. I mean, I know that one of the things you teach is how to generate immediate cash without like all the funnels and the Facebook ads and the ton of technology. So if someone were to go out and they wanted to make a fast cash today, what would you tell them to do? It's exactly the same thing. And, and that's the frustrating piece, I think, for most people is that the easiest way to make immediate cash is to look at who's my warmest audience right now, what is their problem, and how can I solve it? And I did this with a client last week. So let me run you through what this looks like in real time. Uh, I have a, an amazing client. She works in email marketing. She's really phenomenal. She wants to inject cash into her business because she's making a few key hires this year. And so she was like, right, okay, I need to make 30K. That's a big, you know, a big chunk of revenue in one go. So we looked at who her warmest audience were and we identified that over the last 12 months, she's had about 50 buyers so far. So she's had 50 buyers in 12 months who've all paid for premium services. So we go out to all of those 50 buyers and say, okay, how are you getting on right now? How's business looking for you? Is there anything else you need? And for all those people who came back and went, oh, actually, it's so great that you checked in. I'd love to jump on a call. I'd love to talk about, you know, what I'm doing this year. 
she then managed to land another six clients just from that, from the other people that she went out with that came back and said, oh, things are great. Like time is good. She went back and said, ah, well, do you know what? It's awesome because I have some spots in my diary. I really want to work with other clients just like you you know, clients who get their copy done on time, clients who really want to make big things happen when it comes to using techie systems like Infusionsoft. Do you know anyone? She then got a further seven referrals. So this is just one day, 24 hours. She went out to her previous buyers. How can I help you? Six came back. Then she went out, asked for referrals. Seven came back. Within a week, she'd managed to have that cash injection just by going out there to her warmest audience. Okay, what's your problem now? Can I solve it? Yes, I'll sell you a solution to do so. And that's it. There's no sleaze involved with that. Now, if you don't have previous clients, obviously you're, you're not necessarily going to go out and try and find some. Instead, you're going to look at who is your warmest audience. You know, who are the people who are opening every email that you sent? Who are the people who are clicking on every link that you put out? Why can't you personally message those people? Hey, you're a top fan of mine. You're a top subscriber. You know what I do for top subscribers? I'd love to jump on the phone with you and talk about how your business is going right now or how your you know, health journey is going right now or what your relationship looks like. Here's the link to my calendar. Go book a time. And you can do that. You can ask them on the phone. How are things going? What's going on with you? Is there any way that you need to be supported? And you can sell them a solution right then and there. It doesn't have to be hard. I love this. It is, it is really, it's so simple and easy. Let me ask you a question. At a certain point in your business, you know, like, do you send these links yourself or do you have your team send them? So now I get my team to send them um, the majority of the time. So if we, if we have like a group, because my email list is quite sizable now, we're talking about 12,000 people. So we get quite a lot <laughs> of, of subscribers. But what we, um, what we do now is we'll send out uh, an automation to people who have engaged a certain amount over a certain time period, or we use uh, a piece of software for free resources in my business. And we can actually track like who's been opening them, who's been completing like uh, lessons and stuff. And we reach out to those people all personally and say, Hey, look, you completed these things. We think that's awesome. We'd love to give you this free gift or we'd love to pop you on the phone with Jess and have a chat about how things are going in your business and whether we can support you. And people really like it because it makes them not be a statistic. They're actually somebody that we care about. We, we want people on our list to do well. We want people who are going in and looking at free resources to actually be using them and getting the most out of them. And it's something that is, is really well received. And people talk about it. People go around and say, hey, do you know Jess? Like she, if you do these things, she'll come and contact you personally. And people get a real kick out of it. And it's a total sales strategy. And we tell people it is. We're super transparent about it. But they like it because we're honest about it and because it builds that relationship with somebody. You know, they might not buy from you now, but in six months time, when it comes down to what they need, who are they going to think of? The person who bombards their email inbox every day or the person who reached out and said, hey, we noticed you as a person. We noticed you. We want to make you win. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I believe like everyone has their own unique sales style. Yeah. I do not believe in hard selling people because if you have to drag them in you're going to have to drag them around so i want to work with people who are ready i want to work with people who are committed to creating a result or who are ready to do the work and i know you believe that too yeah so talk a little bit about that about the different types of styles 
And that's the thing. And, and how we sell, it's a big part of who we are. You know, I always get people who come to me and say, oh, Jess, I'm an introvert, so I can't sell. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. You know, it's not about personality type in that way. It's about how you want to show up and also how your buyers like to buy. You know, I always split it down to three categories and everyone listening can now tell that I'm really OCD. Three is just my number. All right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> So the first style that we have is aspirational. And this is what we've seen a rise of online that's getting, I think, quite a kickback at the moment. You know, luxury lifestyle, first class flights, people buying Lamborghinis and, you know, or renting them and pretending that they own them, whatever floats your boat. Um, but aspirational selling is not really about that. Aspirational selling is about selling people the end result and showing them that it's possible for them. So if you are somebody who uh, specializes in health and nutrition, for example, you might be showing people that it's actually possible to do 170K squat or deadlift or something. And yeah. for them, that's really aspirational because they don't know that it's possible. If you are in the, the kind of business space, you know, you might be showing people that it's possible to get 3000 leads in a day using paid traffic. And it's aspirational. It doesn't have to be what handbag do you carry? Like, let's just throw that out of the window. And so if you are somebody who likes sharing their wins, who like sharing, you know, how life can look on the other side once you've overcome the challenges. If you're happy to show up on social media and share, you know, everything that those results impact, then you're probably an aspirational seller and you will attract people who really want that specific result. Then you have the emotional seller. And a good emotional seller is somebody who focuses on relationships. There's somebody who We'll talk about the wins that you can have, but also the obstacles. And they'll do it in a way that doesn't pimp their pain for profit, right? So we're not talking about the whole Facebook warning, vulnerable post, and then like six paragraphs of how they had to live under a bridge and <laughs> all sorry. this kind Did of stuff. Did you just say pimp your pain? Yeah, people um, do. I have yeah. it on a t-shirt. Like I've said it so many times over the years, so I'm going to print it on a t-shirt. I felt a little bit more in love with you right now. <laughs> yes. So this right now. Right. But it's true. So we have all these people and they're like, they drag you through the six paragraph thing. Oh, I, you lived under this bridge. Life was awful. Oh. And then at the end, they put this PS. PS, if you don't want to feel like me or PS, if you feel sorry for me now, please buy my thing. It'll only cost you $3,000. That's not a sustainable sales strategy. And it's a really bad way of looking at emotional selling. Instead, a good emotional seller is somebody who likes to connect and have those relationships with people. They'll share the highs, they'll share the lows, but most importantly, they won't focus on trauma. They focus on the learning lessons. What can you learn from their experience? That's what they're looking at. So they're really focused on deeply connecting with their audience and making them able to know, like, and trust them because they can see the objective lens. And that's really important. And then finally, we have the fear of missing out seller, which we've all been there on a sales page, deadline timer, um, <laughs> running down. I'm a FOMO buyer. So if I see those ads on Instagram where they're like, oh my goodness, this hair curler is only 10.99 instead of 300 pounds for like 10 minutes, I will buy it. I'm a sucker for that kind of thing because <laughs> I just want to see if it works. Never does, but just, you know, for the record. But your fear of missing out buyer, they're not just about deadline timers um, and, and sleazy sales tactics. What they're actually about is using urgency to help people make an informed decision. And usually this is from people who are selling group programs. We see it most often there because what they're actually doing is they're using the power of community to increase the urgency. Hey, if you want to join all these other people who are just like you and get the results, come join. Hey, there's a time deadline. There's a price deadline. There's a bonus that expires. 
FOMO sellers are the people who look for practical reasons of urgency to help you make the best decision in the best time frame. And that's what we have to start looking at. When we're looking at what kind of salespeople we are, we have to look at where our personality is aligned and how we actually want to show up. Not just, you know, great webinars are popular right now. Let's do one of those. Or, you know, challenges are great right now. Let's go rock one of those. It's about looking at that style that you want to take and then looking at the activities that are going to go alongside that. I love it. I love it. All right. Fantastic. What is your number one tip you want to leave people with? to rock out their sales authentically and with results? I think it's one that was given to me by um, one of my old directors in corporate. And he always used to say, Jess, don't drop your pants. <laughs> uh, I worked in a very male-dominated corporate environment. It's, it's really been useful to me over the years, especially setting up my own business. When you start out or when you're afraid of selling, it can often feel like you should sell low ticket just because it might be easier. The reality is that it's going to take you just as much time, effort, and heartache to sell a premium deal as it is to sell something that's low ticket. And the bonus is that you get to, you know, talk to less people and actually probably make more money than if you started out selling something that's $20. So when you think about your pricing and when you think about selling, always say to yourself, don't drop your pants. Don't discount just because you think, oh, they might feel uncomfortable or, oh, I'm not sure that you know, maybe I should sell this for a hundred. I should sell it for, you know, a thousand or whatever. Go for the higher price because you ultimately are worth it. The quality of what you provide is worth it. And it would be such a shame to watch more women out there try and sell off things that, you know, skills that are supremely valuable for low prices, just because they think it will make other people feel more comfortable. It's so interesting because, you know, I teach, um, one of my courses is marketing to millionaires yeah. and I'm, I'm one of the leading experts in the world on marketing to affluent clients. And I will tell you right now, it is way easier to so much. sell to an affluent client. It is faster. It is less painful than selling to someone who is in a cash tenuous situation. They're decision makers. They want it or they don't. And, yeah. and that is it. Part of the way that they got to be millionaires, generally speaking, you know, I mean, the, just without going into all the research is because they're like, I have a problem. I need an expert solution. It's not, am I going to solve this? It's how am I going to solve this? And who am I going to select to help me solve it? Exactly. I love it. Jessica, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to connect with Jessica, I highly recommend that you tune into her podcast on iTunes, Smart Leaders Sell. Anything else you want to uh, share with them that they can go and grab a download for or anything? I really appreciate being on the podcast today. So thank you very much for having me. And you guys, if you want to check out anything, you can head over to smartleaderscell.com. There's my face on the front of the website and you can grab uh, free resources on sales and anything you need there. Excellent. All right. Thanks, Jessica. I appreciate you being on the Profitology Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things Profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneurCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.